everybody. Welcome back to Sunday Scripture. Today we're talking about the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, which will be November 7th. Uh, we have readings from the first book of Kings, from the letter to the Hebrews, and then from the Gospel of Mark. Um, so first off with uh, the first Kings, we have the reading. It's about Elijah the prophet, and he is uh, he has predicted that there would be a, a drought and a famine, uh, and that happens because God told him it would. And then he goes out to um, a town called Zarephath, and he comes across this widow, and he's very hungry. Obviously, his water and his food have run out. And so he says, hey, can you make me some bread? And she's like, well, we have one last little bit of flour and oil left. And actually, after this is all we have, and then we will die after this. I have no other plans. Um, he's like, yeah, go ahead and just, just make me a thing. He's like, okay. Um, but he, he shares this promise from God at that point that he says, I, I can promise you that God is promising you uh, that the flour and oil will not run dry until this famine is over. Right. Um, and he's right. It, it, they're able to survive for the next year off of, uh, off of that promise and off of the flour and oil that God's provided. Yeah, I, I love the kind of imagery that goes into this. Is he like comes across this woman as she's collecting sticks uh, to, to start a fire to make this last morsel of bread for her and her child. And, and she just is like, and then we're going to die. I'm going to make this last meal and then we're going to die. And Elijah says, make me a cake. Cool. So and yeah, it's like, right, like, yeah, no, 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 I get all that. Like, you go ahead and do what you've got to do. But before you do that, make me a cake. And here's why. Um, and he makes his promise. And so I love, um, obviously, we have Elijah's trust in the Lord. Like, just, I've, I've been through enough at this point in time. I've seen enough. I, I know enough about God that I trust what he's going to do. And he says that, you know, this person will not run out of flour uh, or oil until the Lord says so. So when the, the Lord says that the drought is over. But then this woman's trust of Elijah, who she doesn't know, right? Elijah goes into a foreign place, um, which, again, shows his trust. A lot of fear in going into a place where you don't know the language, you don't know the culture, you don't know the way things are going. Uh, and then you go to a widow who would have been looked at in, in terms of the class hierarchy as the lowest of low. Uh, and you go to this widow and you're like, make me a cake. And she's like, yeah, you know what? Sure, why not? Yeah. Person I don't know, I believe in your Lord. Or maybe she doesn't, but she believes that what you're saying. Um, and, and maybe it is like she didn't have a plan. It's this last ditch effort that at one point in time she was like, my plan is we're going to eat this and we're going to die because I have no plan. And so here comes this person along the way that says, my Lord God has promised this. And she almost blindly trusts, and she says, fine, I will take the last of everything that I have uh, and give it because I trust that God is good and is going to take care of us. Absolutely. Um, which leads us right into the gospel, right? So we have the, the, the story of Jesus sitting there. He's among the disciples. Sorry, They're watching the... Go back sentence with me. <laughs> so Jesus is sitting there with the disciples. They, um, they're watching people as they're giving... Uh, tithing, taxes, whatever it might be. Um, and people are giving of abundance, right? I can sacrifice this much because I have so much. But then there's a widow, again, uh, who gives two coins. And Jesus says, you know, this is the person. I want you to, to look at her. She has given more than anyone else. And they, they're very confused by that because they're like, well, she gave two pennies. And he's like, but she gave everything that she had. Um, and God will bless her abundantly because of that. And so um, 
we have this this kind of understanding that's almost uh, turning everything on its head, right? Like you, you have this uh, shift, like a paradigm shift of what sacrifice actually means and what um, giving to God actually means. Because a lot of times these people were thinking, like the scribes and Pharisees that he's talking about, giving wealth because you have wealth was the appropriate thing to do. But here we have the story of the widow from uh, 1 Kings that Elijah encounters and then the widow in the gospel that Jesus and the disciples encounter that are giving more because they have less. Um, not Sorry, not because they have less, but they're giving, they're more willing to give everything that they have because they trust in the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's very much both of them. And the idea is like the, like you said, the scribes and the Pharisees or I guess really it's just, it's the rich people in the example of the gospel that are they're, they're giving a lot monetarily, but in terms of how how much does it hurt to give that? I mean, I think it's yeah. a mother, St. Mother Teresa said it that way. Is it, is it how much should you give? And not and in, not just money, but everything. It said serve and give until it hurts. Um, yeah. This is this is extra for these people. This is great, but this is not going to affect them. They can do without this. But the widow, in, in both of these cases then, is this is all you have. This is... The amount. This is the part of your what you take, what you have that hurts uh, to yeah. give, and yet they have enough faith and trust in God to to do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think of it as like the idea of um, suffering, and the idea of redemptive suffering versus the suffering that takes place. Do you do you have pity on that person, or do you see that through their suffering they're actually bringing forth the glory of God? Um, which I think ties right into Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Uh, so the idea that, continuing along the theme of like Christ as the high priest that we've had over the last few weeks, uh, Jesus enters Jesus um, entering into the kingdom of heaven and coming back and bringing the the souls of those who have departed before him and entering opening up the gates of heaven, um, being the the similar to the high priest going into and entering into the holy of holies. To make atonement for all people, uh, and the sacrifices that the people are making outside of the holy of holies in the temple, and then you have Jesus who goes in, uh, dies, and enters into the realm of the dead, and brings all of these people to heaven, and comes out of that. And it's the idea that as Jesus is coming out of the holy of holies, he's able to open up and bring salvation to all people. Um, and the idea that if you are willing to sacrifice, if you're willing to accept that. Suffering is a part of life, but God is good. And God, in his essence, being love, he will take the suffering that you're going through and make something great from it. Absolutely. And I mean, going through both of these, all of these readings, um, especially going back to the widows, like these are, these are the, the lowest of society. If, unless their family or their in-laws happen to take care of them, they've got nothing. They're left with nothing. Um, and yet they are the ones who find that they have this faith. Um, and it's the trust that like God is going to fulfill his promise. Uh, and with Hebrews too, it's the idea that uh, in the way that Jesus died and rose, he's also gone back into heaven and will return uh, from heaven in that same sort of way. Um, and just the idea of having faith even though you have nothing else uh, and how important that is, uh, I think that's really cool to see in all these readings. Yeah, the, the idea, uh, I think, that God will use any of us 
you know yeah. it, sometimes it just takes us putting a little effort into things and, and sacrificing a little bit and God will do great things through us absolutely and all of this is reminding me of a story from C.S. Lewis I think it was in The Great Divorce um, where the protagonist is getting a tour of, of purgatory more or less it's right. a little confusing but he's, he's <laughs> towards the mountains sort of, towards yeah, the mountains yeah. sort of he's seen some heaven it's yeah uh, but he is he he's being shown around and he sees this giant procession and there's you know, angels and all sorts of things happening, and there's this woman on a, I don't know what you call the thing, um, and she's got, you know, clothed in pure light or whatever it is, and he says, oh, wow, is that the, is that the Virgin Mary? And his, the angel who's talking him through it actually is like, no, actually, that, that's that's uh, Sarah Smith. Like, she's, it's like, who's Sarah Smith? Like, she's nobody. The most generic. Like, the most name. generic possible name, which, yes, yes, Lewis. Um, but he says she, she lived a very ordinary life. She was, you know, she, she was nobody. She was, but she was, you know, uh, kind to her neighbors, and she was a mother figure to all of her, you know, her children's friends, or whatever it yeah. may have been. And she had arthritis, and then dealt with it, or whatever. And he said she just lived a regular life of holiness. Yeah. Um, and as somebody who didn't matter in the grand scheme of things, to right. say it that way, she had no big social impact or anything like that. No one knew who she was. Yeah. And yet, in her, of what little she had, she still gave all of it. And yet, and so here we see what that glory actually looks like on the other side of heaven. Yeah, and I think that's that's what's so beautiful about this, is that these two widows are probably being venerated in the same sort of way that uh, led, um, you know, in the grand scheme of history, very non-important lives, you know. Uh, I mean, I know that everybody's got some sort of legacy in, in their history, but, like, these are not significant characters in historical documents. I, you know, they, they don't even get names in the Bible, um, but in the kingdom of heaven, you know, look at how great these people are, um, and how much, like the fact that Jesus drew attention to her and said, all of you need to see this. That's the kind of sacrifice that I'm looking for. That's the kind of thing that I, I, I want from my people is that you are willing to give everything, uh, because God will provide and, and you'll be taken care of. Absolutely. Um, and I love that. Uh, yeah. I think it's a beautiful image. Yeah, I think that's something that we can all look into in our own lives and in our own hearts of like, how much are we willing to give to God? And then, again, it's not just money. This is not right. like a, yeah. a secret ad for please give us money. Like, you know, it's, honestly, it's it's not that at all. It's you know whether it's time or your energy yeah. or your you know whatever it may be in your life, the the friendships that you have, the time you have. Um, how far are you willing to go for God in those things? Are you willing to give of your excess or are you actually willing to give everything um, and knowing that the rewards you get may not be until heaven uh, but that it'll be great if you do yeah absolutely yeah so, so. thanks everybody for watching uh please continue to pray for us know that we're praying for you as well and we will see you next week for uh the 33rd sunday in ordinary time god bless see you